Okay, it's 5 June, Sunday. It's time for the CG Prophecy Report. Nummy, nummy, good, good, good. <laughs> that and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we have um, two guests, and uh, one of them I've been communicating with for a long time, and it's so good to have them arrive. This is Tom Steiger. He's the one sitting there, and then Dave, his friend, came down from Ohio. And uh, what part, say the name of the place again? Cleveland, Cleveland area of Ohio. And he comes to Sarasota often to go fishing, and uh, so he'll be here for the week. And so make sure you greet him, and uh, if you uh, need some fish, if they catch a lot, maybe they can pass them out to you guys, whatever. I'm not a fish person, so, but she is. I, as I said to Tom, I, my wife's never met a fish she didn't like, so <laughs> there you go with that. Okay, um, Ron Hicks, he's the guy that has been doing the Bible typer. He's been typing the Bible, practicing his typing at the same time. Just give you an update, he's already up to 1 Samuel 15, so he's just burning it up, but he said there's a lot of fighting with the Philistines, which he liked, but the places and names have slowed me down. So it's, it's, and you know, that's probably where you're going to get your best, you know, increasing of your abilities because you got these names that don't really fit the way we would normally type. So hats off to him for that. All right, we got some news from Israel today. From the Times of Israel, Suriname. Everybody know where Suriname is? Anybody? Yes. South America? Yeah. It's uh, French Suriname, I believe. Okay. Suriname says that it'll open embassy in Jerusalem in the near future. Yeah, visiting Surinamese Foreign Minister Albert Camden informs the Foreign Minister Lapid of development during talks in the capital. Israel to offer humanitarian aid to flood-stricken South American nations. So there you go, Suriname. From the Times of Israel, and this would not have happened if it wasn't for Trump. Okay, nobody would be recognizing it, but because of Trump, many nations are doing this now. From the Times of Israel, senior Israeli official said to visit Saudi Arabia amid growing talk of warming ties. Imagine that. A senior Israeli official reportedly visited Saudi Arabia very recently amid growing speculation that Jerusalem and Riyadh are readying small steps towards normalizing relations. Now, when I was in the military, you could not fly to Israel and then to Saudi Arabia. You had to go somewhere else. And that's just the way it was. And now people are actually going from Israel to Saudi Arabia. And I'm not talking about flights or military people or anything like that. I'm talking about actual Israeli people. So this is a real great development. But, you know, uh, in other words, what I'm saying isn't just civilian carriers going out. If a military person flew a military plane into Israel, that plane could not fly directly to Saudi at the time. They had to go somewhere else and then to Saudi Arabia. So this is showing you the difference in what has been happening in the past few years. The official was warmly hosted at a Riyadh palace for talks on various aspects of security and other coordination. The network said the sides discussed regional security interests that have further aligned in recent years over common threats posed by Iran. The reported interaction between two countries that have no formal relations came as the U.S. has pushed for cooperation between its allies in the region and ahead of a Mideastern visit by Stoll Office Biden. The USNSC Middle East Coordinator and State Department Energy 
envoy traveled to Saudi Arabia earlier this week, reportedly in an effort to finalize an agreement on the transfer of the Red Sea islands of Tehran and Sanafer from Egypt to Saudi Arabia. That deal requires Israeli approval because of the multinational observer force that has been deployed on the islands since the Jewish state's peace deal with Egypt. As a result, the U.S. and Israel are reportedly pushing Riyadh to take a series of small steps toward full normalization with Jerusalem. Very interesting. you got these two little islands that have gone back and forth, and right now, because they want to go back to Saudi Arabia, the Israelis are involved, and that's helping this process along. So you can see how God works everything out according to his timetable. From the Times of Israel, dozens of Israeli business and tech figures visit Saudi Arabia. So once again, you've got actual people, not just you know, politicians, but actual industry people going there now. Dozens of Israeli tech entrepreneurs and business people recently flew to Saudi Arabia for advanced talks on Saudi investments in Israeli companies and Israeli investment funds. Israel and Saudi Arabia do not have official diplomatic relations, but covert ties have warmed in recent years as the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, has repeatedly seen Israel as a strategic partner in the fight against the Iranian influence in the region. The kingdom refrained from signing on to the Washington-brokered Abraham Accords in 2020, as the U.S. and Israel had hoped, but Riyadh is believed to have given the go-ahead to Bahrain, where it retains decisive influence to join the normalization agreement with Israel alongside the UAE, Morocco, and Sudan. In addition, after the accords were signed, Saudi Arabia began allowing Israeli airlines to use its airspace for flights to and from the UAE and Bahrain. But Israel has not yet received such access for flights to India, Thailand, and China, which as a result are significantly longer than they need to be. Hopefully that'll be the cases where they can just fly over Saudi Arabia and cut out hours of travel. But right now that has not yet been approved. The business people and entrepreneurs who made recent visits to Saudi Arabia entered the kingdom on their Israeli passports containing special visas. The report said a number of agreements, both in the civilian and defense sectors, have been signed since between Israelis and Saudis in European and other countries, including a multi-million dollar deal in the agricultural tech sector and a second deal for an Israeli water tech solution. Kingdom officials have closely followed the development of these two deals. Good stuff. From the Times of Israel, Lapid, Israel working with U.S. and Gulf states on normalization with Saudi Arabia. Foreign Ministry stresses that process will be long and careful, with both Jerusalem and Riyadh having security interests at stake. From the Times of Israel, Israel, Egypt to boost economic ties, step up bilateral trade to $700 million. From the Times of Israel, on the other side of things, Iraq passes law making contact with Israel punishable by death. From the Times of Israel, Bennett advisor resigns, third aide to quit in two weeks. They're resigning out of his uh, cabinet as quickly as the blacks are leaving the Biden administration, if you have heard about that. Prime Minister Bennett saw another aide resign from his office, the third official to quit in recent weeks after his chief of staff and diplomatic advisor as the future of his government appears increasingly shaky. There you go with that. 
we have some news concerning Christianity. And before I give you that, uh, a lot of you know Silas, who is the pastor of the church in Kenya. He is uh, currently building some school rooms, and I'll put a couple pictures up on the, uh, the video of this. Um, they've got the ground all laid out, and he says, we need a miracle of $2,000 because they can't get the permit until they have uh, certain things already purchased, like the concrete and this kind of stuff. I think that's what he was trying to tell me. But uh, they need to have $2,000 for the foundation of this before they can get these permits. So if you can help with that, let me know. I'll give you their information, and they'll have schools built in Kenya for their children. Good stuff. From Great Britain News, Archbishop of Canterbury to miss Platinum Jubilee service after testing positive for COVID. Well, he's the booster bishop, so I don't know how he could have gotten uh, COVID, but somehow it snuck around that. I don't know. Okay, from Fox. Pope Francis elevates bishop who defended serving pro-choice politicians. The guy that said, I'm not going to serve Nancy Pelosi did not get promoted. But the guy south of him that said, you should be and we will come down here, is getting promoted. So obviously, abortion is not something that this pope cares diddly about. From Fox News, Southern Baptist Convention sex abuse report. I talked about this. I just want to give you one of the things that came out of this. 44 women made allegations against one pastor, and they hid that. That's just one of 700 complaints against people in the ministry that were just swept under the rug. This guy, 44 women, and they did nothing. I think the SBC should probably just be closed down. Having said that, um, I watched something. My friend uh, Walter sent me a link to um, The God Who Speaks. I don't know if any of you have seen that video. I watched it on YouTube over the past few days. It took me a while because I'm doing other things. But The God Who Speaks is a marvelous video. And what brought it to mind was one of the people was from the Southern Baptist Convention. They got them from all denominations and, you know, but it is about the authority of the Word of God. If you want to feel more secure in your faith because of your grounding and understanding that the Word is what it claims to be, it's a very, very good movie. I'll say from that perspective, it's not talking about high theological issues. It's simply talking about the uh, the veracity of the Old and New Testaments and how you can know that they are what we have is the Word of God, okay? I would suggest that you watch it. I found it a very good movie. Um, just go ahead, The God Who Speaks. Okay, from LifeSite, Vatican official at Davos says the church is implementing the World Economic Forum agenda. Ooh, a Vatican cleric attending the 2022 Davos Summit, a conference hosted by the World Economic Foundation, which advances a punishing green agenda, uh, open borders, and future pandemic management, has said that the Catholic Church is committed to the various issues considered at the forum. Father Leonir Chiarello, Superior General of the Congregation of the Missionaries of St. Charles said that the church leads the way in implementing many of the WEF's globalist ideals. Chiarello, whom Pope Francis appointed as a member of the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life, explained that there, I know, explained that there are eight fundamental things which the Davos Forum is considering at its annual meeting including climate and nature, fairer economics, health and healthcare, global cooperation, and society and equity. Okay, these are all a communist agenda. They're a globalist agenda. 
And this is exactly why this Pope is the right person for this stuff, is because he is a sold-out communist from the word go. He always has been. You know, speaking of communism, let me stop right here. I'm going to make a little thing right here so that I remember where I was. I want to tell you about communism, something that we've talked about in several other um, uh, reports in the past. I've just used the report to read you something, and this time I'm not going to do it because now we have the CG report on the web. If you go to thecgreport.com, T-H-E-C-G-R-E-P-O-R-T.com, okay, thecgreport.com, I have posted as of today, um, just came to mind because of talking about these commies and their agenda, um, I guess it's on this one, no, it's definitely not there, um, too many buttons on these things. Does anybody else have that problem? There's just way too many. Um, DCGReport.com, uh, it's at the top of it, and unfortunately, I think I typed over something else. So let me get this right now. DCGREPORT.COM. Okay, we're going to go there. All right, right on the top, if you go there, and I'll leave this up there for a week or two, CG Report Exclusive Communism in the Democrat Party of the United States. So you go there, you can print this off and keep it for yourself. Um, I'm just going to read you the headline, then you can read all the bullets that are down below. Uh, In 1963, a U.S. representative from the great state of Florida, Cy Herlong, presented the following to be entered into the congressional record. This is a part of the congressional record from 1963. It is the communist goals that are now clearly evident in the Democrat Party of the United States of America. This is championed by Joe Biden and those who are pulling his strings. Though some of these goals are already fulfilled or they are passe, many are a work in progress and very close to being achieved. Be informed concerning what is happening around you. Be informed of the danger of the communist goals of the Democrat Party. In particular, note those underlined below, and I gave you the ones that are in the works right now. They're happening before our eyes, and most of the morality and other things that I report on from week to week are things that have been a goal since the 50s. And this guy, Cy Herlong, read this book. He said, I want this introduced in 1963 into the... um, report. And so that's what you want to have for your information. It's not going to stay on the report forever. So you want to go to that and print it off. And it's uh, something you should need to know. Um, uh, One of the things that uh, the communists in the Democrat Party are doing is saying that uh, uh, I'll read you just I can't read it. You know, he cussed in Congress, but Democrat Rep. David Ciceline, I guess is his name. Spare me the something about constitutional rights when talking about the gun a thing that they're going on about harping on guns. And my thought as soon as I heard this, he said, I don't want to hear about your constitutional rights to a person that's saying we have a constitutional right to the Second Amendment. The U.S. Constitution is what allows him to sit in the position he's in. And these people need to understand that, that they work for the people of the United States of America not the other way around. We, the people, run this nation. And so when they say something like that, you need to be a part of Twitter or whatever you have and get that out there and say that the Constitution establishes his job. If he says the Constitution, I don't want to hear about that, then he has no right to speak out of his own job. You need to use the logic there when you're presenting these things so that people understand that what he says is self-defeating because he is negating the authority that allows him 
to say what he says in the first place. Okay, there you go. So keep that in mind. We'll get back to this article now about the commies in the Vatican. The superior general commended the forum on its commitment to working together under the umbrella of co-responsibility and international cooperation to proceed in the achievement of outcomes of these main topics we discuss in the forum. Many challenges that the forum wishes to address include the coronavirus crisis and wars around the world. Principally, she, Arello said, the church must work with secular organizations to build consensus and a common agenda to address the issues of caring for nature, the economy, labor, technology, business, healthcare, social equity, and the other issues considered by the forum. Now, this is the Vatican that just said we need to work with secular organizations and secular governments, okay? I read an article this morning that Andy Stanley is up there in, uh, where is he, Atlanta, and he's saying that we should not be allowing the church to get into politics and into what the government is involved in. Now, nobody will question the Vatican getting in with seculars on a leftist agenda, but people will say, see, they'll hold that against you when a doofus like Andy Stanley will say something like that when it is our responsibility as citizens of the nation to render unto Caesar those things that belong to Caesar. We don't negate our citizenship in heaven by being citizens of the United States of America and vice versa. Okay, so uh, did I call him something? I think I did. Anyway, um, just came out. I get passionate about things. Um, principally, Chiarello said the church must work with these organizations. Um, additionally, Chiarello said the church is committed to implement policies and programs to put into practice the issues considered by the forum and to establish mechanisms for international cooperation and co-responsibility aimed at achieving concrete results. This is the Vatican saying we need to do these things to take over the world, basically from the goals set at the Swiss resort. The Catholic Church is already committed to the various issues considered at the forum, both globally and locally. From Newsmax, students at Seattle University protest ban on hiring LGBTQ employees. Well, that sounds fine for Seattle, but it's a Christian university. Students at a Seattle Pacific University, a private Christian college, if they don't like the policy of the college, they should just go to another college. You're the one that signed the document that said, I agreed to these before I joined this college. They have those, okay? They last week protested a rule issued by the school's board that bans the hiring of LGBTQ staff. According to NPR, SPU's board of trustees voted on the rule to uphold the university's current employee lifestyle expectations regarding sexual conduct. But after the vote, the university saw students walk out of their classes and head to the university president's office for a protest. The decision, so the students are trying to run the college is what's happening here. They're trying to make the big difference in a private college. It means SPU's employee conduct expectations continue to reflect a traditional view on biblical marriage and sexuality as an expression of long-held church teaching and biblical interpretation. However, not all were in agreement. No matter what you believe, getting rid of these policies is the best way to make sure that our campus is an inclusive place for all to be. A.J. Larson, a 2020 graduate and member of SPU's Alumni Coalition said, not only in the student body, but in the faculty, staff, and administration, and that's going to make SPU a much better place to be. 
No, it'll destroy that college. It'll be the end of it. Some news from the Mideast in Africa today from GB News. Uh, this is just kind of curious. You won't know who this guy is unless you live over there, but it's in the UK. Uh, Nadim Zawahi hounded off university campus after being branded notorious transphobe. So they've got this big dilemma. Do I support the Muslim agenda or do I support the gay agenda? Because this guy is an avowed Muslim. And instead of supporting the Muslims, who this guy has a right to have his opinion, they're supporting the LGBT. So it's just funny how the left loves to eat the left. Yes. From GB News, home office using 30,000 hotel rooms across the UK to house refugees. They have soldiers all over the UK sleeping in the streets. People that serve their country and they're sleeping in the streets. And they have 30,000 hotel rooms. They found this out. The government's been hiding this. Taking these refugees and just giving them a place to live. Breitbart. Turkey to block Finland, Sweden, and NATO. We cannot say yes to countries that support terror. He has full authority to do this. Every country in NATO must agree on any country joining NATO. Turkey said no. And unless he changes his mind, which it does not seem likely because they've been having talks and trying to convince him, it's not going to happen. I'm not even going to bother reading the article because you get the point. Turkey said no. It's done. From the post-millennial, Obama officials covertly tried to undermine Trump by meeting secretly with Iran over nuclear deal. Yes. In 2018, officials with the Obama admin met secretly with Iranian officials as part of a plan to undermine sitting President Trump and his efforts to isolate the regime with economic pressure to get them to dispense with their nuclear programs. A newly released memo from the State Department shows that this off-the-record meeting was between a delegation of former U.S. ambassadors and Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif at his residence in New York City. The memo was released due to a lawsuit that was brought by the ACLJ, thank goodness for them, specifically to compel the State Department to come clean about their efforts during the Trump admin. John Kerry, who served as Secretary of State after Hillary Clinton vacated the post, was reported to be working behind the scenes with Iranian officials to salvage the 2015 nuclear accord. This shadow diplomacy concerned nuclear weapons, potential prisoner swaps, the Afghanistan withdrawal, and negotiations with the Taliban, all behind the back of the sitting president of the United States of America. The memo shows that Obama officials were working directly in opposition to the Trump admin during Trump's term in office, conducting meetings and pretending an authority that they did not have. This memo reflects even more than we already knew about the former State Department officials continuing on as if they were still in office, said Trump's former Secretary of State Pompeo, who works at the ACLJ as a senior counsel for global affairs. Trying at every turn to work with the foreign minister for a terrorist regime, Iran to undermine the very sanctions put in place by America. It's worse than not knowing when to get off stage. Actively seeking to protect the terrible deal they struck, these former officials, two years after Obama left office, were signaling that Iran should stand firm against America. This is actually treason. 
This isn't something that, this is actual treason against the United States of America. Kerry was actually trying to resurrect a deal that Trump had already abandoned. In the meeting with Kerry and Zarif, Zarif complained about Trump's policies, saying that they had increased public opinion in Iran against the United States. Zarif also affirmed Iran's commitment to their nuclear enrichment program. The U.S. says no peace deal, and the U.S. will reimpose sanctions, but the condition is zero missiles, zero nuclear enrichment. This is what John Bolton wants, Zarif said during that meeting per the memo. I know Bolton and negotiated with him years ago. His views are so radical, it doesn't matter, he was the appointed person, they're so radical that we could not reach an agreement absolute impossibility to reach an agreement with John Bolton unless you ask him to sit down and read at dictation speed what he wants and then you sign it. He is incapable of compromise. Well, that's why Trump put him there was because he doesn't want any compromising and these people were treasonous against the United States of America and the sitting president and that hasn't made any normal MSM news at all. None. And they're working with the yeah, they're working with the Taliban. Unbelievable. From the Times of Israel, Iran's enriched uranium stockpile is now 18 times the 2015 deal limit, UN Watchdog says. 18 times the limit, and nothing is being done. Now some interesting news from Mongolia, from Vatican News. It's not interesting, but I have a point at the end. Pope to Mongolian Buddhists, humanity must renounce all forms of violence. Jesus and Buddha men of peace. This is Francis speaking. Francis reflected on the teachings of Jesus and the Buddha, saying both men were peacemakers and promoters of nonviolence. Jesus taught his disciples to love their enemies and lived nonviolence to the point of death on a cross, whereby he became our peace and put an end to hostility. Gautama Buddha, a spiritual teacher of ancient India who lived during the latter half of the first millennium BC, founded his teaching on the core principle of nonviolence and peace. The point? They're the same thing. You, you, yeah, just it doesn't matter. Pick your pick your God. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What's up with that? This happens once a year, and every year I report on it. From Nikkei. Japan's Fugaku seeds fastest computer crown to the U.S.'s frontier. I'm sorry, my Japanese wife, her homeland, no longer has the fastest supercomputer on the planet. But her new home does. So, welcome to America. <laughs> frontier, a U.S.-built supercomputer, has dethroned Japan's Fugaku, developed by the Riken Institute and Fujitsu as the world's fastest such device. According to a twice-yearly ranking, I said every year it's twice a year, ending the Japanese machine's two-year reign. With the U.S. and China forging ahead in computational performance, the Japanese government will begin a full-scale study into building a successor to Fugaku, which placed second. In the top 500 ranking published semi-annually by an international conference of computer experts, Frontier came out on top at 1.1 quintillion cycles per second. What that means is that's really fast, okay? In the, let's see here, that puts Frontier in the EXA class, meaning it is capable of doing more than one quintillion, that's one followed by 18 zeros, calculations per second. 
That is more than double the speed of Japan's Fugaku supercomputer, which is 442 quadrillion cycles per second, which is really slow, by the way, um, which held the top spot for the last four years. The U.S. has been working on a plan to build multiple exa-class supercomputers, the first of which is Frontier. The plan is estimated to cost more than $5 billion. Frontier is operated by the Oak Ridge Leadership Computing Facility. Its processor was developed by Advanced Micro Devices. China had developed the success first to Tianhe 2 and Sunway Tahu Light, which previously boasted the world's top performance, and they appear to have already overtaken Fugaku. It is thought that they did not appear in the most recent ranking because no applications were filed so as to avoid revealing the details of the Chinese computer's technology. They may have wanted to avoid provoking the U.S. Powerful supercomputers can conduct high-speed simulations that can take the place of real-world experiments. The machines are also used in a wide range of industries, including autos, materials, and pharmaceuticals. They also have important applications in defense, such as research on advanced weapons. Hyperion Research forecasts the market for high-performance computers, including supercomputers, will grow at an average of about 8% per year, reaching $40 billion by 2025. Supercomputers are seeing growing use in the development of AI, which handles massive amounts of data. U.S. tech companies like Google and Microsoft have built their own high-performance AI supercomputers, and in May, Japan's NEC announced it would develop its own large-scale supercomputer for AI research. Competition to develop supercomputers is heating up among companies as well as countries. Using Fugaku, DMG Mori Seki was able to predict in 10 minutes the results of materials processing that would otherwise take eight hours with a machine tool. It will be key to expend these initiatives to the entire industry. Well, if they could do that in 10 minutes and our processing is double that of the previous one, then it should be able to take five minutes to do that, or I would assume. So that's pretty fast. All right. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. So let's see where that's going. From the Gateway Pundit. One of the largest egg factories, you probably heard this, but if you didn't, here we go again, in the United States is torched in the middle of the night amid outbreak of fires in food processing facilities across the nation. If you have a food processing facility, you ought to have guards all around it at this point because there are these lefties. I know that's what it is, is they're out there trying to save all the animals and in the process they killed 200,000 chickens. It's just unbelievable. Crazy people. Yeah. Undercover no DC. Connection. You what? No connection. No, these are all disconnected. Nothing is related. From Undercover DC, military email reveals alleged deceit regarding Pfizer jab. No. <laughs> the email addressed to certified surgical technologists provides specific ordering instructions for military treatment facilities related to the Pfizer Comirnaty vaccine with a gray cap. Now, I had said this the week that they came out with their approved FDA vaccine. I said, it is not going to come out. It will never be available. They will continue with the EUA because there is no liability. Okay, I said that right at the beginning. And it is born true even to now. This is going on right now in the United States military. The email states, 
Due to the amount of Pfizer purple cap vaccine currently on hand, MTFs should limit ordering the Pfizer gray cap vaccine unless absolutely necessary by following guidance. Specifying the guidance, the email continues, adding that before ordering the Pfizer Comirnaty labeled, which is the approved one, gray cap vaccine, MTS must first continue to use, order, and exhaust all stock of purple cap vaccines. However, they state the following exception. If the Pfizer Comirnaty labeled gray cap vaccine is needed due to legal reasons, for example, mandated. In other words, they're telling everybody in the U.S. military and all around the world, these are approved and so you can take them. And they are not approved and they have never been approved. And people have no legal recourse when their bodies are damaged because of what's going on in the U.S. military is helping them. Despite government agencies repeatedly blurring the lines between Pfizer's two experimental mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, the military MTF guidance in the email suggests that the gray cap is indeed the Comirnaty vaccine, which it's not. The EUA-administered Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and FDA-approved Comirnaty is significant, yet remarkably, both the CDC and the FDA make no apparent effort to properly differentiate between the two vaccines, if that's what you want to call them. Nor do they explain which one has a gray cap and which one has a purple cap. Okay, and they give you screenshots of everything so you can see that. Meanwhile, even though Pfizer's own prescribing information for the two distinct vaccines clarifies which product is which, it is critical to note that the FDA-approved Comirnaty jab, mandated by the U.S. military, is the only Pfizer product that has been given state and federal authority by Congress to be mandated. The EUA product has not. Regardless of this relevant stipulation, fact sheets provided by the FDA and referenced by the U.S. military, remarkably, the links became inoperable as we wrote this article. For the two products are nearly identical except for the detailed instructions outlining that the gray cap products requires no dilution and the purple cap product does. The FDA's preparation instructions referenced by Health Military for the gray cap and the purple cap makes no reference to Comirnaty. Imagine that. Imagine that. Think about it. Nation World. Menstrual irregularities, including, I didn't even want to say what it is, something with a woman's uterus, cases spike after COVID vaccine rollout, peer-reviewed study says. From Flipboard, COVID was vanishing last Memorial Day. Cases are five times higher now. Morality is declining. Guess who's getting it? Yes. I'm just not going to say it, but you know who's getting it. From Fox, like the boosted bishop, that's who's getting it. Okay, from Fox News, morality, Fox News. North Carolina preschool uses LGBT flashcards depicting a pregnant man to teach kid colors. What? Well, they fired the doctor, so anyway, or the, the teacher. They fired the teacher, so he's gone, but he's out there doing that. This is what they're doing to your children in public schools nowadays, Mail online. Doctors confirm trans swimmer Leah Thomas does have an unfair advantage even after taking testosterone suppressants. No. No. <laughs> what a shock. Yeah, what a shock. Taco Bell. Now, this doesn't bother me because I stopped going to Taco Bell a long time ago. Okay, that was for stomach reasons. I went there three times in a row and three times in a row, never mind, but it was not, it was not happy. 
So I, I gave up, but now you all can give up on Taco Bell. Taco Bell at Slays the Breakfast Game with Drag Brunch Tour across the U.S. Okay, this is Taco Bell. Introducing Taco Bell Drag Brunch. Multi-city events at select Taco Bell cantinas across the country celebrating drag culture and the LGBTQIA community. Taco Bell is rolling out the purple carpet for a new immersive fan experience, Drag Brunch. The states will be able to participate in Taco Bell Drag Brunch, a one-of-a-kind experience coming to Taco Bell cantinas in select cities. Pizza That's Pizza Hut is doing it as well. I was just going to say that. He preempted me. Taco Bell, that was right from their website. That wasn't just somebody making that up. That was right on their website, and Pizza Hut is doing the same thing. No more. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They're both owned by the same company, but don't go to either anymore. Just give up on that kind of stuff. Yeah, she just lost her appetite. Hey! Okay, some other news from around the world. And as I say each week, please be sure to check out the Superior Word sermons. Last week, we finished the book of Deuteronomy after about 12 years from <laughs> Genesis to Deuteronomy. Okay, this week we're going to be in four sermons from the book of Acts. And then after that, we're going to go back and we're going to do the book of Joshua. It's pretty exciting so far, too. I've done all the way through Joshua 3, and it's a really exciting book. Okay, real climate science. Hottest May ever. Not, okay, not. May 19th, Arctic sea ice extent is above the average since 1989 and higher than 1995, 1997, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2010, 2011, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. Lots of ice there now. If you want to go ice fishing, you got a lot more digging to do, okay? But, but. but extent ice loss so far this month has been the lowest in over 30 years. Zero Hedge. We are going to shoot you graveyard dead. Florida Sheriff warns potential school shooters. I love this guy. Every time something like this happens, he gets out there. He's a, he's a rock star, this guy. There we go. In the aftermath of the elementary school mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, a Central Florida Sheriff made it very clear that if a shooter were even to attempt to attack a school in his county, armed personnel at the school would put a bullet through their head. Sheriff Grady Judd in Polk County told reporters, if you come to a school in this county armed, we're going to do our best through either our guardians, our school resource officers, or our school resource deputy sheriffs to eliminate the threat outside of the school before they ever get to the children. We're trained to do that. This is the last thing you'll see before we put a bullet through your head if you're trying to hurt our children. Judd said while holding a picture of two heavily armed officers equipped with AR-15 style rifles. Okay, from Fox News. Biden's Treasury Department renews Chevron's oil lease to operate in Venezuela. Yes, Chevron's previous agreement was suspended by former President Trump. Now, we can't do that here, but we can do that in Venezuela. From GB News, primary school children could be fed edible insects to help make the UK greener. Mmm, nummy, nummy, good, good, good. Four <laughs> primary schools in Wales will be piloting a scheme educating children on alternative proteins from sources such as insects. 
crickets, grasshoppers, silkworms, locusts, and mealworms. That's a good meal there. We'll all be discussed with children in Pembrokeshire with the view of potentially offering them as an alternative protein. Study author Verity Jones of the University of West of England in Bristol said, everyone eats insects every day. There's over 30 parts of bugs in every 100 grams of chocolate. Bread, fruit juices, hops, you name it, you're eating insects, she said. All research for adults and children indicates whole insects are off-putting, but ground-up insects within foods are very acceptable. No one likes the idea of having a crunchy bit of a wing or an antenna between your teeth, but in fact, children were more likely to choose food containing edible insects over usual meat products on a matter of sustainable credentials if given the option. Insect farms are believed to emit 75% less carbon than traditional livestock. Okay, I'll have a second plate of that stuff. Okay, mail online. Is the housing boom about to bust? Sellers are slashing prices at levels not seen since before the pandemic. Amid rapidly cooling market as hedge fund manager of the big short fame warns it's like watching a plane crash. More than 20% of homes for sale in Philadelphia, Boise, New Orleans, and Sacramento had their prices reduced in April. Michael Burry of the big short fame compared the slowing housing market to 2008, saying it's like watching a plane crash. I read another article on that last night. I got a friend moving to America very soon. He'll be here in less than a week. And I said, hold off on buying a house. One economist said that house prices could drop as much as 40% during the summer of 2022. Zero hedge. New York City exodus to Florida accelerates as people fed up with violence and high taxes. But then they're going to come down here and make Florida into another New York if they vote this way. So, okay, from Breitbart, WEF says, go vegan. Here we go again. Eat seaweed, algae, and cacti to save the planet. My wife is over there salivating right now. <laughs> Listen, seaweed's pretty good. I ate a lot of it in Japan. Algae, it's not so much, okay? And then cacti, we... we Pick our cactus out front, you know, the big leaves of cactus. You just cut them off and you take them and you fry them up. I'm telling you, didn't I? About a month ago, she brought in a piece of big, you know, thing. It's like a steak of cactus. And she cooked it up. And I said, this is really good. Is this T-bone or is this sirloin? I didn't know what it was. And she said, oh, that's our cactus. So she cooked it with all the ingredients like a steak. And so I'm thinking I'm eating steak. So there you go. Look at her laughing at me. It was good, though. Good job. Okay, um, let's see here. Where was I? Epic Times. Chinese troops begin training Solomon Islands police under auspices of security deal. Hmm. Epic Times. Canada's Trudeau announces bill to ban new handguns. Epic Times. I intend to vote Republican in November. Elon Musk reaffirms switch from Democrat Party. It's like watching Bill Maher. The two of them are just growing up like little adults, becoming little adults. I love it. Chicago Sun, 48 people shot in Chicago over Memorial Day weekend. That was a day earlier. So when it finished, I think it was 52 when it was done. Okay, so uh, let's see here. CBS Philly, 13 people killed in violent Memorial Day weekend in Philadelphia. From LE Today, this is law enforcement today. No prison time for Antifa terrorists convicted of attempted manslaughter after shooting and injuring protesters. 
We've got people that are up grandmothers sitting in a facility in Washington, D.C. that didn't do anything. The door was opened for them to come into the capital of the United States of America, and they're still in prison, okay? And yet this thug, this Antifa terrorist is out with no prison time. Zero Hedge, elite San Francisco, did you see that guy that was in the Trump admin got arrested? Hunter Biden did much worse, the exact same thing, but a lot worse, and they haven't done anything to him. Elite San Francisco school sees record D's and F's after ditching racist merit-based admissions. So if you ask people to have merit-based merit admissions, okay, your numbers are up here. But as soon as you get that because it's racist, they have more D's and F's than they can handle because they're letting in incompetence whose parents never taught them to study. Who said it? I don't think anybody's going to get this, but it's a good quote. As we look out into the universe and identify the many accidents of physics and astronomy, accidents, accidents of physics and astronomy that have worked to our benefit, that have worked to our benefit, it almost seems as if the universe must in some sense have known that we were coming. No, but it's a good guess. Atheist Freeman J. Dyson. Yes, ignorant man. That's exactly right. I'll read that again. The many accidents that have worked to our benefit, the universe in some sense must have known that we were coming. And he says, I don't believe in God. Okay. Let's see if you can figure out what Les is talking about. There's a guy who is rather perverse with respect to our God's universe, thinks that physics and more folks should choose to ignore when at last and aghast they traverse. <laughs> Talking about the guy, the dolt that we just mentioned, Freeman J. Dyson. Okay, I got one irony here for you today. Mail online. Writer's essay on why she plagiarized in her debut novel about a young black woman is pulled after it's found that she copied that too. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.